Sponsored by the Dunleary Ratdown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye with Joe Dalton and Simon Haig. Good afternoon to Business Eye. Yes, the last, last day of January 2020. It feels like it's been the longest month of the whole year. You know, after taking three and a half weeks off in January, I found that I had to push myself to turn on my computer when I came back in the beginning of January. And it has just gone on and on. And more people that I speak to, they're going, thank God it's over. But remember... February is the shortest month, so all those people that are giving out, like myself, that January was the longest, we'll be all complaining that February was the shortest. <laughs> but welcome, uh, and we have uh, we have a, a very distinguished guest today in the, in the studio. We have Shay Brennan from the Fianna Fáil party, and also part of the Dunleary Ratdown uh, County Council as well. So, Shay, welcome. Thank you, Joe. Uh, delighted to be here. Uh, January, you're absolutely right, is, uh, can be a, a bit of a blue month, but not for people out on the campaign trail like myself. We were thrown straight into uh, election mode. Yes, it and, was a bit uh, of a not Haven't had time for the blues, so... Uh, good, good. Well, that's the life you lived. Isn't that's it? the life. And not forgetting my <laughs> amazing and wonderful, happy, he's smiling there in the corner, yeah. smiling... Simon Haig. Simon, how's your week been? Uh, it's been a challenging week personally, as I shared with you before, but but today's B-Day, which is either best day of January or, unfortunately, Brexit Day. So I think we'll focus on B-Day, best day of January. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> a big sort of uh, talk, you know, uh, all the stuff that's going on. I'm following uh, Brexit on Twitter, yeah. uh, and some of the information that's on it is, it's you know, the, the pros and the fors, the against, I should say. There's a long and way to go with the trade it's deal. It's a long, yeah, it's yeah. a long way. I think they should just switch on the button yeah. and uh, be done, but there's a lot more to do. In yeah, it. don't forget. Our sponsors, Local Enterprise Office, Dunleary Rathdown, hashtag making it happen. Yes. Because we both forgot that. We we never (laughs) forget it. That was my next one, next one. Well, I'm I'm here to make sure you don't forget it. Thank you very much. Shay, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Uh, It's busy times, as you can imagine. We, uh, I think we met, uh, it was uh, TED Talk. It was the TEDx in TEDx, the DLR yes. lexicon. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. How was my performance? It, it was a fantastic performance. I'm always amazed by the preparation that people put into TEDx talks. And I've no doubt you put many hours of preparation into it, uh, as did the other participants. Yeah, and it was wonderful to, to host it in the lexicon. And it, I was actually very much looking forward to it. I've always wanted to attend a, a TEDx talk. And when I was asked to open it as Gehirlach, uh, I, I was very honoured and very much enjoyed the talks in the night. I, I, it was the most, you know, I've spoken for hours and hours and as you know here as well and I've stood up in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. It was the most terrifying. You were wound up, weren't you? Yeah, and I think what for me is because I have, was given six minutes to get my message across yes. and it's very hard to get something into six minutes. Um, and then it was just that time practicing and practicing on it. And, so. and no doubt there's there's immense pressure. Uh, there's a certain standard expected at the TEDx talks, and yeah. uh, you've you've no notes, you've no props. No. It's uh, it's a very difficult thing to do, and, and very just well done with that. Just a big red dot. Just a big red dot and a spotlight. And, and uh, during the middle of it, were you thinking? 
oh my God, I'm doing a TEDx. Did, did that come into your consciousness? No, no you <laughs> don't. What, what really came in, we were all sitting out the back waiting and everyone was nervous, you know, and everyone was had their notes and they were sort of going. And I was saying, God, this is like waiting to go out to a firing squad. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was a problem. And then I realised, no, it's not. It's actually more because a firing squad, you just go out and get shot. You don't have to say anything. For six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's some analogy, but uh, I, I, I can understand some, some people's thoughts around public speaking. I, I can see how it goes there. To, to be honest, the, the audience, I think, was uh, more nervous for the participants. Uh, yeah. They wanted everyone to be successful, but uh, they, they could sense the, the, the nerves that were going into it and yeah. uh, were, were definitely uh, very pleased with the, the outcome and the performance. How many were in. there? How many were speaking? Uh, well, there was the morning as well and then the afternoon. So there was would have been, you know, you have the teenagers in the morning. So yeah. there would, probably would have been maybe 14, 15 people in total wow. speaking. And then wow. the organisers and, yeah. the, you know, the, the camera, the mics, everything there, you know. There, there's, yeah. it's, it's such a great event and the whole team that are organising it as well, yeah. uh, who is under Janie, it's, it's incredible, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, Janie put in a fantastic effort there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny, you know, that that was a one-off. When I look at politicians, right, and they're always they're always in front of the camera. It must be so hard to to say to always be saying the right thing and not to screw up and not to stutter. And not. how do politicians keep going and and just do they are they in this sort of political flow state you know that flow state you get into how do they keep going love <laughs> it's not always love <laughs> you're right and, and a few politicians have been caught out in, in mm. recent times in, in have. Irish elections just yeah. by, by misspeaking uh, yeah. or by not being 100% politically correct yeah. uh, and that's a danger and that's something else that you have to think of as well as the message that yeah, you're trying yeah. to deliver uh, so, so depend. For, I mean, first of all, often you're, you're asked a question, you're not necessarily expecting the question, so you have to, to rummage around for the answer. Yeah. Uh, and very quickly, you have to put that in a very presentable format. Yeah. Uh, you, you quickly realise when you go into politics that you, you can't really just say what's in, in your head. You have to wrap it up and present it. Uh, yeah. not, I'm not going to say into a soundbite, but into a, a clear, concise message, um, because that's the day and age we live in. I've, no, I've noticed that, I've, and I know that politicians get trained in this stuff, but when you see them on question time and all these things, they'll, they'll be asked a direct question, but rarely will they directly answer it. And, and so it's, like, it's almost like the head's been trained to have a packaged uh, linear response, which doesn't directly respond, but it gets a, a sufficient meshes across the line. There must be a training in that. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll answer your question directly. I'm, I'm <laughs> to answer an entirely different question. Yeah. Uh, it's not a training, it's... it's probably more experience. Uh, yeah. the, the reality is there's a lot of noise out there these days. Uh, it's very hard to get your message through. Uh, so going into any situation like that, you need to be clear of what your message is. And you mightn't necessarily be directly asked the question that will allow you to deliver the answer, but you, you've got to find a way to work that in. People switch yeah. off very quickly if it's just a load of waffles. They so do, yeah. It's, it's really... You know, you've that one minute 40, as they say, to get that message across because after yeah. that, they've jumped onto something else. Right, and yeah, it, yeah. It's all online. Yeah, and, and, some, and some people are more verbose than, than others and, yeah. and yeah. Uh, could talk all day about a, a topic or, or yeah. no topic. Yeah. And uh, some people are, are very, very good at uh, getting yeah. a concise message out there. I won't mention names, but there are a couple around who just give really concise messages. And I think, are they getting trained somewhere else than the most 
politicians, most politicians seem to take quite a long time to respond, but there's a few out there who just get the message across. I think they're great, you know. Yeah, but you also have to remember, you don't go to politician school. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, politicians are born out of activists in society, uh, people who are active in their community, and they graduate onto their local authority, and uh, from there, perhaps, if, if fortunate, international politics. So there's no training, per se. Yeah, it's um, wisdom, isn't it? It's it it is wisdom. It's practice. School of hard knocks as well. Yeah, probably. yeah, that, that's right. And you know, I'm, I'm pretty fluid in my message now, but that's come from three weeks of out knocking on doors and, and delivering the, the, you know, delivering the same message again and again and yeah. uh, honing it as a go. How long are you in politics? Well, I I'm going to say all my life because obviously I, I come from a political background and and uh, I've been dropping leaflets since I could reach a letterbox. But uh, frontline politics, I ran for the council in 2014 and I was elected there. I ran again in 2019 and held on to my seat in the, the Dundrum Ward in Dublin Ratdown. Uh, I'm currently Cahirlach of Dunleary Ratdown and uh, in, very much enjoying it and learning a lot along the way. My initial foray into frontline was during the by-election uh, in 2009, uh, where you might remember this area, I came up against the uh, inimitable George Lee. Yes, George Lee. Uh, he's now disappeared. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I think... politics. I, I, think th- I was in Australia at the time, so I haven't a clue yeah, what you're yeah, talking about. And, that, and, that, and that's a key difference because, uh, you know, I, I don't want to revisit no, all battles, it, yeah, but... It, I, I, what I learned from that was um, there's more going on than meets the eye. As, and I was, and I mean that from a bystander. You know, what, what it does highlight is the behind-the-scenes work that yeah. goes into actually just delivering day-to-day in politics for your for your constituents, yeah. for your community. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and some people, and many pretenders, have uh, have shown up and, and think they can just parachute in and uh, enjoy the glamour of the campaign and the yeah. attention of the campaign. But when it comes down to actually the hard work, I do, realizing, remember, I do remember that now. Realising what the day-to-day is, uh, they, they, they tend to run pretty quickly. Like it's, yeah. you know, the constant calls, people ringing up, oh. you know, people wanting. It's, it's a, for me, it's a vocation. It's a definitely, it's vocation. definitely a vocation. Do you ever get amazed? Do you ever get caught out if you're knocking on a door and somebody would be really, really smart politically? Do, 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 are you ever, do you ever stand and talk to a member of the public and think, Wow, they he doesn't like you. They know more than they know more than I do. Kind of. I mean, you must. You all, must. All, all the time, absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you can't be. I mean, the thing about politics is it, it's all encompassing. So it's about every topic. Yeah, now, yeah. if somebody has a very specific issue that's affecting them, uh, you can be sure that they will know all about that and yeah, yeah. all the nuances and the details about that. Uh, and and really, I'm not going to pretend to them that I understand all the details if I don't. In certain areas, I, I have a very good policy uh, grasp. Uh, but if I don't understand the details of their situation, I'll just say that. Yeah. And I'll say, teach me, tell me. I, I would yeah. be honest that I have in the past where uh, someone from a party would call to the door and I would ask them a question. I've done this. But in asking the question, I'm not shown if I'm for or against. And they would have yeah. a look on their face and they're kind of going... I better answer this right. I do that. All, I do that all the time. <laughs> and they give the, they might give and I says, "Oh no, that's not me." And you can you can go, "Oh," and the, the face yeah. goes red. But yeah. that's part yeah, of yeah. That, that that could happen. But yeah. the, the reality is, there's underlying policy and values. Yes. So yes, there you're is, not yeah. you, you shouldn't be standing on a doorstep just to appease somebody. Oh no, it's a question that I have, but I want to find out is that person if they're going to get my vote, I want to know honestly, are they just saying 
what I'm saying or are they going to give me the true answer of what they feel because that's what I feel important yeah. is, is on yeah and, and, that, and that's true and in, man, in the many campaigns I've been in you, you do uh, develop a sense of I won't say panic but uh, you, you want to try and get every vote and you don't want to let any get away yeah, but you, yeah. you do have to catch yourself and, and the, the reality is you know if somebody is ideologically opposed to what you're trying to do uh, all you can do is best explain your position yeah. Uh, at, at no point should you agree for the sake of agreeing. That uh, that, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, look, it's a numbers game. It really is. It, it, politics, it is like is it, it is like business. I believe you know it's it's the more people that you meet, the more people. It's rapport building. It's yeah, yeah. it's you know connecting with those people. And if people like you and feel that you're honest and you have that policy, yeah, they'll they'll choose. I I I was Fianna Fáil, you know, I was Kalini, um coming when I was in, in my in my 18 and, and, and 19. I, I noticed you using the past tense there, Joe. Hmm? I noticed you using the past tense yes, there. Yeah, I noticed yes, that. Yeah, yeah, I was Fianna Fáil. And then um, I, like I was a political buff, I used to, my wife would laugh, I'd walk around with the earpiece at three in the morning listening to the elections and who's getting on. And then it all went pear-shaped. Like I think Everybody felt that it was, yeah. and I stood back from it, and I came neutral. And in that, I am now. I'm not not because I I was Fianna Fáil because my father was Fianna Fáil and my father's father. So it was it was you know ingrained into me. Yeah. But I kind of went you know now I'm I now want to see I want to vote for the person, not the party. I know the party has a huge influence and I know that in the Dunleary Ratdown it's a massive influence of what happens. But I want to vote for the person because I now, it's not just giving the party stamp, it's I want, you know, to be the person to be transparent, to have ethics, you know, to have all the qualities that I want someone to represent me in the local elections or mm. in government as well. Yeah, politics, there's no doubt politics has changed in recent years in, the, in this country, in, in recent de- decades, in fact. And since the foundation of the state, we had a two and a half party system. And mm. uh, clearly that's changed. Uh, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael together is less than 50% of the electorate mm. based on current polls. And uh, that means that uh, parties need to work harder because people are more independent thinking. They're not looking to how their parents voted, uh, per se. They're actually trying to make their own mind up and they're open-minded to it. And, and they're further removed from uh, another generation removed from Civil War history. So, so mm. yeah, they will look at, uh, at parties' policies uh, individually. And that's a good thing because that means that parties have to work so much harder. Uh, all the manifestos put forward have been fully costed in this campaign. So when a promise is made, such as 4,000 additional nurses, that's that's a fully costed promise and a fully costed pledge, and and that can be backed up because we can see where that those funds are coming from, and and people will examine you on that, and you have to be able to stand over that. So so that that brings a better quality uh, to the whole election campaign. The, the the youth dynamic is a massive one as well. I mean, my, I have two daughters, twenty twenty one, and for them and their friends and people in their twenties and thirties. It's all about how housing and health. It seems to be nearly all about and the environment, but housing, housing health, health and, and environment, environment. Yeah. and and I don't know whether all the parties fully get that, you know, um, and 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 that's going to really drive, I think, the next decade. Yeah, well, no, absolutely, no doubt, and, and they are the top three. Definitely, and, uh, they're coming up time and time and time again yeah, yeah. on the doors. Uh, I, I think you're right. I'm not sure uh, all of the parties necessarily get the the full impact of no, those I agree three issues. Uh, but know, I've got to the stage myself. I'm willing to pay a little bit more if everything is right. You yeah, wouldn't believe absolutely. how many times I've heard that. 
uh, yeah. in, in just in the last few weeks. Yeah, I'm, uh, will, I'm willing. It's 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 not about tax breaks or you know. We, we, I know someone might listen. And go, oh, that's that's well to say that, but it it's. I'd rather us instead of a tax break, stay what we're paying, but put that money into something which relieves us in another way. And, 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 get, and get value for money for yeah, that and, yeah. and actually deliver something to the front line. Yeah. It's interesting for me, you know, I'm originally from the UK, Irish family, I lived in Australia, and coming back to Ireland, there just seems to be this constant tension between being very American and being very pro-business and very um, individualistic, whereas... What Ireland could be looking at is some of those sort of Scandinavian type models where you do pay a bit more, but everything works, you know. And and I think the younger generation are definitely looking in that direction. We're, we're, ca- we're caught between the two. Uh, and Always. On, on, on the bad side of the two. I know. Because uh, so they're never fully fulfilled, are they? Well, you pay more money, uh, but you don't get the results. That's exactly and, and right. That's what needs to change. That's what I've no- I've noticed that more coming back than when I was here 13 years ago. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's like people, you'll hear people say, oh, there's the same population in Birmingham as there in, in Ireland, and how come we can't get it right? And I say to them, Birmingham isn't the size of an island where people are hundreds of miles away from each other if everyone in this country moved into Dublin we would be great you you have to accept that the population is great but it's vast. But you, you hit it on the head I've never heard anybody say that 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 Ireland doesn't really really, hasn't really reached the best of either of those two worlds it's somewhere in the middle you know Yeah and that's something to to aspire to and and to to work towards Yeah. Yeah We're going to take a quick break, but before we do, do you think we've grown up? Do you think we've matured as a nation? I, I yes, I mean we definitely, we clearly have, we clearly have, and as, as I was alluding to earlier on, uh, the electorate yeah. uh, and the citizens of the country are, are more independently uh, minded, more independent thinkers, mm-hmm. uh, and they're asking the hard questions of their politicians as as they should be, yeah. and uh, I think that can only lead to good things. We're going to take a quick break and we're going, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about business and what's happening in the area for all the SMEs. So, talk to you later. Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. Running your own business is hard, but with support from your local enterprise office, you can make it happen. Local Enterprise Week takes place from March 2nd to 6th and with over 300 events across the country, it's designed to help you start or grow your business in 2020. Just visit localenterprise.ie forward slash week to see what events are happening near you. Talk to your local enterprise office. Together, we're making it happen. Supported by Enterprise Ireland, local authorities and the Government of Ireland. At the Credit Union, we look at things differently. So whatever loan you're looking for, wedding loans, holiday loans, car or home improvement loans, make sure you talk to your local Capital Credit Union, where there are no hidden charges or early repayment penalties on your loan. We're not here for profit. We're here for people. People like you. Loans subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. Capital Credit Union Limited. Regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Are you part of a local community group or representative organisation active in the Dunleary Rathdown area? Why not join a network of over 400 such groups in the Dunleary Rathdown Public Participation Network? You can join the group, influence local policy, get regular updates about funding and other opportunities, connect with other groups like yours, publicise your group and even get free training and support. 
Make sure your voice is heard through DLR Public Participation Network as a registered group in the county. Don't leery rat down Public Participation Network. For full information, find us online at dlrppn.ie. That's dlrppn.ie. You're listening to Business Eye, sponsored by your local enterprise office in Dunleary Ratdown. Together, we're making it happen. And welcome back. Um, so for somebody like me who's not really into politics, I'm getting really kind of excited and wound up and interested. So it's uh, you're obviously motivating us, Shay, which is great. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> not here to wind you up. Motivators. Uh, I'm glad I can motivate you. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't start shouting. <laughs> yeah. Shay, what's happening in the area for businesses? I know a lot of people uh, are SMEs in Dunleary, Ratdown, and they're always concerned about traffic flow or you know in Dunleary you, you know people always giving out about the parking and in Dundrum people are, there's businesses are better than ever but everybody still has that underlying fear in the background about what's next yeah, well what's yeah, next? that's it I mean business you know the one thing business needs is is certainty mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know faced into uncertainty that they, they will struggle and, and they will worry and uh I, I, I take your point with uh, traffic and transport issues I mean that that's something that uh, you know cost the economy dearly uh, when people in trucks mm. and, and workers are stuck in tailbacks and goods can't move around the place. Yeah. Uh, the fact is we haven't had any real ambition or strategic thinking in the transport sector for, for, for many years in this country. Mm. Uh, we pander quite easily to the whole nimbyism factor yeah. uh, and large scale projects get delayed or uh, compromised or, or even cancelled. I mean, you can see it here, the Lewis Green Line should have been updated to a metro at the same time as Metro North. Mm. Uh, and that, that could have been done for a figure of 132 million. Yeah. And, and the reason it could be done so cheaply, and that's probably the cheapest bit of infrastructure you'll ever get. The reason you can do that so cheaply is that that track was initially designed to take a metro. Uh, mm. And the, uh, the, the, the uh, I suppose that the infrastructure around the track, the, the strengthening of the bridges and the junctions, was designed to take a metro. And, yeah, the, and most, the most interesting thing I heard in that debate last night on television, I can't remember who said it, was um, that Ireland isn't really a, a planning country, it's a permissions country, right? So you have all these developers coming up with these ideas, they submit them and they look for permission, right? So it's driven by the developers rather than countries like, I guess, um, you know, the Middle Eastern countries or Scandinavians who are centrally driven through planning and, and everything's proactive. What do you think about that? Well, I can't in any way argue with that. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's plain to see. Yeah. Uh, we, it we, is. We build you know, massing, massive housing developments uh, and we put them in because there's a Lewis stop there, but we pay no attention to the fact that, well, the Lewis is already overcrowded. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, putting the stipulation of, of 100 units per hectare uh, within half a kilometre of a Lewis stop mm. is only going to add to that. So you have to plan to upgrade the transport system at the same time as yeah. you plan to upgrade the, 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 the housing system. And we can see it in, in secondary schools as well. Uh, we, we have a lot of primary schools in the area. The population is starting to grow up. Uh, you have a lot more, uh, I suppose, housing around here and families living around here now, uh, but no planning. And they're all coming out of primary school and they have no secondary schools to go to. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's just proper uh, joined up uh, thinking on this. Yeah. Uh, now, so, so, some schemes do it well. The, the strategic development zone in Cherrywood, for example, mm. uh, that's got an overall master plan. It was a long time in that's the That's impressive. The I've planning. had a look at the brochure. massive there. Well, it's, 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 I've walked up around it. So have I, yeah. yeah took the dog. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 they, and they almost got it. You know, they, they said, right, we're, we're going to put it here because we have a land bank. Yeah. Uh, we're going to almost plan a town from the ground up. And, 
it's close to the N11, it's close to the M50, and we put two Lewis stations in. Now, now that's fine, and that's all well and good, but if your M50 is clogged up every day and your Lewis is clogged up every day and and, and your your N11 is, uh, you, you haven't really improved anything. You've just made the assumption that everybody who lives there is going to work there. Uh, I know. Yeah. I think the work, the way we work is changing as well, especially for a lot of business owners. It's like I now work from home. I, I no longer have to do that commute. I remember there was a time that I used to be stuck on that M50, and I, I can recall one day I was on the M50 for two and a half hours. <laughs> and, yeah. and then... I was commuting every day, an hour and a half each day, you know, in the morning, in the afternoon. And, I, and now I get up in the morning, I, I bring my kids to school, and then I come home, mm. I have my breakfast, and I start work. I'm the same. So my mileage then now is, you know, if I'm going out to a meeting, I won't meet anyone after 10 o'clock, and I, I won't, you won't see me. If you see me in town at 4 o'clock, you know, in town, hit me, please. Yeah. But, but I've, and I now do a lot of my meetings through video. So it's that meeting and greeting with a cup of coffee and through video. That's because yeah. I, I, was, I was tired yeah, yeah. of the time that was wasted. And a lot of other companies now, I know that Vodafone, they have some of the people working at home and other yeah. companies as well. Like it's changing. Maybe it, it might be need to do that. We can only go so far with, with our you know, infrastructure mm. and people will have to sort to adapt, like we had to mm. adapt to Brexit, yeah. of how we conduct our businesses. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I can recall, uh, this is going back a bit, but I was working in the IFSC and tra- travelling in from Dundrum. This is even before the Lewis. Uh, so you'd sit in relative misery on the 48A and... and uh, yeah. I, I, I realised, I did a quick sum and realised I was spending 15 hours a week just on sitting on the bus. Yeah. Uh, and it's that mad. didn't make any sense to me. And now, now, you know, things, I can't say things have terribly improved. You know, a lot of people are facing the, a similar situation now. Uh, but my only option was to move into the centre, was to actually, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, move out of Dundrum, which I didn't want to do because uh, I've grown up around here and, and uh, you know, I, I didn't want to move into the, into the city centre. I had other quality of life concerns around that. Mm. But I had to because I couldn't in any way justify 15 hours a week yeah, sitting on the bus. That makes sense. And, and this is before you could do anything while you were commuting because you didn't have connectivity. You didn't have uh, your email with you or, or anything like that. But there, I, I do agree with you. There's, there's, we've come a long way in terms of technology. Uh, video conferencing has been there for 15 years, probably yeah, longer. We were doing it first, it was But, but the, reality, the reality is it's, it's now there for, uh, for everybody and it's very accessible mm. and it's there at a very, very low cost. And there's, there's no issue you working from. You can sit at your desk in the office and many people do and not leave your desk for the day. Uh, yeah. You know, because yeah. all your work, you're, you're doing it on the phone, you're doing it on the computer, you're, you're video conferencing. Uh, so why not stay at home? Yeah. But, but th- there's probably even a bigger factor coming down the track here and that's the fact that the population of Dublin is going to grow by 30% in the next 20 years. So where's everybody going to go? Well, well this, this, is, this is why it's absolutely crucial that we address this now because mm. even the best proposals and plans that we're putting forward in, in, in the infrastructure sector are only to address current catch-up measures yeah, uh, to bring yeah. things up to current standard. We, we have made no forward planning. We need to take some bold moves here uh, in order to accommodate uh, for that. And but the thing is, like I lived here 20 years ago before I went to Australia and people were saying exactly the same things 20 years ago. And so there needs to come to a point where, and I'm not talking about you, but just the whole system here needs to stop talking about it and just do well, that's it. That's always been the way. It's, 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 <laughs> but one day it's going to have to do it. But there's a fine line as well between 
turning Dublin and the suburbs into a big concrete mess yeah, yeah. and having greenery around and parks and schools and everything. Yeah, like yeah. like I, I remember, that, you know, the Celtic Tiger, petrol stations in South Dublin were disappearing because people found it was more profit mm. to, to build houses on it. But... And you kind of, and then it was the crash, and at that time went, oh, thank God, our local petrol station is now mm. is now a petrol station again because it was mm. it was going to be an apartment block, but there is there there is that planning, and that there has to be, you know, I always say that Wicklow Town will be dorky in twenty years. It's the suburbs. When yeah, my yeah. my father moved from Irish Town out to Killiney when we were babies, that was a country. He was told he was mad for moving out to the country. Like, why are you moving out to the country? He just seen that what was happening. But it's interesting, the whole, whole, you know, should Dublin go high rise? Uh, I was listening today again that um, if you can fit the whole whole city of Tokyo, 30 million people between Port Leash and the centre of Dublin, right? And so which suggests they've gone up a bit. <laughs> and so should Dublin be I going think, up I a think bit? we should have uh, skyscrapers in Dublin. I think it's missing skyscrapers. I think it needs to go I, up I, th- I think we, we need to stop being so precious you. about our skyline. I agree uh, I think if we want to be a modern, competitive uh, city... Up. We have to go up, uh, go up in the centre. Yep. In the centre, uh, yep. suburbs leave us. Yeah, I, I believe in the centre. We should go 100%. up. Yeah, now, but not not just bland high rise. I mean, this needs to be uh, nice pla- planned correctly with, with sufficient yeah. parks and, and schools and, yeah. and everything that goes with it. But but it can be done. You should, Simon, you should ring Trump and ask him to come in and build a tower. <laughs> I heard once. I think it was a joke <laughs> that and he a, was a nice gold one in the middle. <laughs> I heard he was converting the SIP2 tower, but it was probably a joke. Do, no, do you remember that? That was, was a the, the tower was yeah. That was I remember that was going to be a sky rise. That was a sky rise. That was <laughs> that was that the was, first sky rise. You know, funny how things have evolved. They were talking about the Arctic Centre on radio the other day and about how they've done it up. I remember this is you know, I remember when the lifts in the Arctic Centre were the talk of the town. And my my mother brought us in to get into the lift because it was a glass lift, and you go up three oh, and you yeah. come down, and there was a queue. <laughs> in the Eilex Centre to get on this lift. I remember getting on, you go, woo, go, oh, this is brilliant. And you walk past them now and you yeah. go, I can't believe that was the highlight. Is, you know, Real craggy Island fan. But I hear everybody saying, nearly everybody saying, Dublin needs to go high rise, but it doesn't happen. So what does it, what does it require? Well, uh, I suppose... Money. It, it's, it's, I don't think it's money per se. Yeah. It's uh, there's plenty of money out there yeah. to to build high rise towers because I'm, because they do deliver uh, value and profit to, to the developer whoever builds yeah. them, be it private or be it uh, local authority. Is it the vocal, you know, the Georgian planning society? There's a lot of that. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of it's the, the NIMBYism I referred to earlier on. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of preciousness about uh, preserving the, the the skyline, and uh, we need to change mindsets in that regard. Yeah. Uh, on it definitely. Let's jump back down to Dunleary Ratdown. And the businesses in Dunleary Ratdown. Is there anything that you know is is happening in the area? You know, I know that uh, Leo are doing some great work. I know down in like Dunleary Seafront is amazing. I yeah, love it. The People's yeah. Park is is just driving, yeah. Yeah. and Dunleary is changing. You know, Dunleary. I feel if we can sort out the shopping centre. Mm. which, you know, at the moment it, everyone brings up the shopping centre but the rest of the place is starting to evolve I prefer it to Dublin, I prefer I did, to Dublin. Did, did, Yeah, I love I love the seafront the, 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 the Yeah, I have to, I have to say it's it's hugely grown on me since I've been on the council uh, yeah. you know, prior to 
taking up my position six years ago, I wouldn't have spent uh, an awful lot of time out Dunleary Way. Uh, but it. now I'm, I'm there every other day. And uh, the seafront the is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's come a long way. Uh, that's a real good tourism product. Uh, as, as for what it does for the economy, it's hard to say because you can't really run an economy just selling ice cream. Yeah. Uh, which seems to be the only money changing hands down, down that part of the town. What about the new development that, that's going up there? Is there a, do, do we know when that's due to finish? Opposite the People Park? Oh, the, 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 the one on the front there. The new beach and the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, is, there a, is there a planned finish date on that? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, the one thing I'll say, I'll say about it, everyone you talk to uh, has a different vision and plan for the town, and that, that's yeah. part of the issue. Uh, so, so everybody's not on the same page as to what should happen. Secondly, it's it's a town that is quite married to um, to, to becoming a. It's designated a major town centre, and it thinks it should be competing with Dundrum and Grafton Street. Okay. Uh, now that that's quite problematic. They've never been able to make that happen. So. Well, well, one of the reasons is the actually the architecture again. We're back to this uh, of the buildings, uh, and, and you know they, they they span a number of periods. But the fact is that they're they're very often uh, preserved. So you can't get a major retail uh, offering like that needs an anchor tenant, mm. uh, but an anchor tenant demands a certain minimum floor space, and you can't get that because mm. you can't go knocking the walls between these buildings, yeah. mm. uh, and, and that's a major problem. Now I, I think Dunleary. Uh, town needs to make up its mind between does it become a genuine tourism product uh, yeah. where the, the, it, slowly up from the, the seafront it starts turning into restaurants and the main street becomes a pedestrianised, uh, yeah. you know, as, as we've seen in many other se- seaside towns, uh, yeah. because it has a lot to offer in that respect. Uh, the, the old terminal building uh, is set to be a technology hub. Is it definitely heading that way? It's it's definitely heading that way. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's the planning permission that's been given for it. Great. And, and uh, so 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 that's that's one way Dunleary can go. Uh, now there's a lot of resistance to that from the business and, and you know rightly so they want to run and protect their businesses yeah. and uh, you can see the concern. So un- unless they're bo- uh, unless a, 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 a credible plausible master plan is introduced that every, everyone buys into, yeah. including business owners and people who live there. and uh, Because you, you need almost a seismic shift to take it in that direction. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just tinkering at the edges. And uh, as I said, slowly turning the seafront into a, a very desirable uh, place to visit, but not one that's economically uh, producing yeah. all that much. It's a place to promenade, isn't it, right now? It seems to be a place to promenade. Like, you meet a lot of people um, and uh, you know a lot of... You know, I have a lot of friends who live abroad and they will come over to Ireland as well. And... Dunleary is a place to go, and yeah. if if you meet people that are living here who are, are foreign nationals that are living here, they love Dunleary, and it's you know everyone heads out to Dunleary on the weekend. Yeah. Yes, it is in an amazing place for tourism. Yeah. We also then you know shopping wise, we have Carrick Mines who took the life out yeah. of Dunleary. We have Dundrum here, which is the mecca of. Yeah. Had someone last week saying they were here, and they thought that they were in America. You know, yeah. with what's going on in Dundrum. Yeah. And Dunleary is very special. But I can recall when Dunleary was the place to be. On the weekends, all the, the bars and all the bands playing in all the bars yeah. were, were brilliant. And this is going back to the roller disco time. And and it was, it was something the really 1950s. bad. It was the 1950s, <laughs> you know, Teddy Boy. But, but I love Dunleary. I do too. I'm really very do. passionate about it. Yeah, I and I love going down and I love getting my coffee there and I love bringing my kids down. So for me, yes, I we can't be narrow-minded. I think people have to kind of, okay, 
let's run with this yeah. because if we if it if we don't make a decision nothing will happen no, and it's better making it a decision and going along with it what about the shopping center is that due for change or is it i, I don't know what's happening there is anything happening there or should i not even raise the I, subject i, I it's personally like it's privately owned yeah. the shopping oh, okay. center and in that i think who whoever owns it may need to kind of make a bold move yep you know and not look now but look yeah. forecasting for the future yeah, yeah. you see what happened in black rock with the offices in black rock across from Scotland. they flattened them mm-hmm. and they rebuilt them yeah, yeah. you know it's e- we know that there's a lot of work there the congestion that would happen in it but it's a bold move because we will look back in five six yeah. ten years and go that was the best decision that was made yeah. for that yeah I, I agree it's it's a product of the 70s, I think, and it uh, hasn't been updated since, and it's it's really dragging down the, the feel and the atmosphere it uh, is. of the town. It's the biggest thing for me that seems, the feeling of it seems to be the biggest thing that's dragging the atmosphere down. Well, it's, it's because it's just bare. We're like, not knocking it. No, we're not knocking it. Like, <laughs> we'll go in, it's funny, we'll go in and we'll go and have a round, and my kids will run around upstairs, and you'll yeah, be yeah. you'll be upstairs in the, getting your glasses or something, and you know that's they're right. safe because that's they can't right. get off the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no, it's, it's, a, it's a pity, I mean, it's become you know it's, it's but there's a lot of money after being put on to interior but you know it's a mezzanine yeah, but yeah. I'm sure they've looked at filling in those floors or something one of the ideas that I came up with was why not make it offices and shops so those retail units upstairs mm. because there, I believe there's a shortage of offices space in Dunleary so why not be bold and get the f- top level and change the plan of permission and get them into offices and maybe the second level then as well. Mm. And then if they're filled into offices, you'll then start to get shops opening up mm. in the lower levels and the community then would build in mm. as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure, I'd, I don't want to second guess the, the planners, but I, I'm sure they would be open to, to suggestions like that. Yeah, um, but yeah. as, as you said yourself, Joe, it's, it's currently in private ownership yeah. uh, and that's where the drive needs to come from to modernise it. Can I mention the dreaded Brexit scene as though it's, what yes. is it? it's how many hours to go? Nine hours. Um, is it nine hours? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gone, going with a bit of a whimper, isn't it, really? But, um, I mean, how do you view that from... I, I tell you what we'll do we'll is we'll, we'll, take a, we'll take a break and we'll, um, and we'll come back right and speak about Brexit on the, the second half. Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. Are you part of a local community group or representative organisation active in the Dunleary Rathdown area? Why not join a network of over 400 such groups in the Dunleary Rathdown Public Participation Network? You can join the group, influence local policy, get regular updates about funding and other opportunities, connect with other groups like yours, publicise your group and even get free training and support. Make sure your voice is heard through DLR Public Participation Network as a registered group in the county. Don Leary Rathdown Public Participation Network. For full information, find us online at dlrppn.ie. That's dlrppn.ie. At the Credit Union, we look at things differently. So whatever loan you're looking for, wedding loans, holiday loans, car or home improvement loans... Make sure you talk to your local Capital Credit Union, where there are no hidden charges or early repayment penalties on your loan. We're not here for profit. We're here for people. People like you. 
Loans subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. Capital Credit Union Limited. Regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Running your own business is hard. But with support from your local enterprise office, you can make it happen. Local Enterprise Week takes place from March 2nd to 6th. And with over 300 events across the country, it's designed to help you start or grow your business in 2020. Just visit localenterprise.ie forward slash week to see what events are happening near you. Talk to your local enterprise office. Together, we're making it happen. Supported by Enterprise Ireland, local authorities and the Government of Ireland. Everything's fine on 93.9. Dublin South FM.
You're listening to Business Eye, sponsored by your local enterprise office in Dunleary Ratdown. Together, we're making it happen. And welcome back. Uh, Shay, we were getting into the wonderful subject of Brexit and... Well, you know, we can't avoid it since though it is the big B-Day today. But in terms of B-Day, there's a bit of a pun on that. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, what are your views on it from an Irish perspective, from an Irish opportunity perspective? Yeah, OK. I mean, what, what can you really say about uh, Brexit that hasn't already been said at this stage? Uh, <laughs> Without rolling your something eyes. Something new, hopefully. <laughs> well, fi- look, finally, Brexit Day has, has come about. Uh, it, we still have a lot of work to do uh, in the Irish economy. We are very fortunate to have a lot of foreign direct investment and tech companies here yeah. providing uh, many, many jobs uh, in the city and, and uh, particularly in tech and in pharmaceuticals uh, along the West Coast. Uh, and, and that's... That's all feeding into economic growth, but we have to prepare ourselves. We have to realise Ireland is a small open economy, is very, very susceptible to international shocks. Uh, we've experienced them in the past. We will experience them again. And we have to prepare ourselves for that. And that's, that's part of uh, growing indigenous SMEs and feeding yeah. into uh, growth of the indigenous SME sector. Yeah. Uh, so we need to take whatever steps are possible to uh, accommodate uh, growing yeah. businesses, to identify them to offer them uh, supports, to get them trading internationally, uh, because this is something that that is missing. Uh, Many businesses grow to a certain stage uh, in the domestic market and see it as a major leap to go abroad. Uh, But that's that's vitally important that they're prepared for that, uh, that through our local authorities, uh, uh, enterprise offices, that we can identify the business with the potential uh, for international expansion uh, and assist them in that regard. is Is there a lot of Irish companies who are kind of going, oh, I'll just wait to see what happens. We're not talking about the bigger company. We're talking about the smaller company. Are, are kind of going, okay, you know, we're okay, are, are not educated enough to you know, protect themselves in case something does go wrong? Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't I don't, say... I don't know. I wouldn't say yeah. not educated enough. I, I think there have been plenty of, of education. Uh, it, it doesn't mean willing the, to... It doesn't uh, mean the problem's not going to occur. Yeah, um, yeah, at yeah, least yeah. means that you're going to know about it and you can take steps to prepare yeah. uh, about it. As I was saying earlier, I mean, the, the worst thing in business is, is uncertainty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I, I think knowing that, that Brexit, Brexit is now happening... Uh, I think that takes some of the uncertainty. It's a bit of a relief, isn't it? That it's well, it, it does. It's now happening. It does, but it takes some of the uncertainty off the table. It does. A bit. Now, we're not there yet. Uh, we still have a transition period to go through. Yeah. So the actual manifestation of the consequences of Brexit have, have yet to be realised. Yeah. Uh, so My biggest concern all the time was the North. That was, you know, yeah, yeah. it was, it was, there, there was my concern. It hasn't gone away. No, no, but I, I believe something will, will happen now. Yeah, that's uh, Because uh, things have changed politically in England. Yeah. Um, and that was the concern because speaking to friends and uh, up there, they were concerned. Yeah. But they even feel now that with the changes, um, something will, will be there to benefit all. Yeah, yeah. On it. Yeah. On it. But it's, it's, a lot of the companies, you know, and we've mentioned it before, you know, Flanders have gone out and they've really pushed the boat. They've set up so much along the border for 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 mm. this to, for to get the business. They kind of went, there's big business here. Yeah. Let us pull out the stops, like we pull out the stops for trying to get the Americans, yeah. the, the multinationals here. They kind of had that sour attitude. There's a huge export here, guys. Let's yeah. let's go for it. So, it's. It's it's happened. 
the the year will be very interesting. There's a lot of flag waving that we've seen there and all, but we, we'll. I, I don't. I I'm more concerned really about what the people in in UK will feel about this two years, three years down the road. Or will they just you know like everything else just go right? Let's get on with it. Oh, I, can, I, can, I can't see that. I, I think you have a generational aspect to this as well. And, oh, yeah. And we, yeah. We, we know it's, it's the older population that predominantly voted for Brexit and the younger, pro, younger population. Yeah, uh, London. Were, London yeah. was 80%, something like that, anti-Brexit. Scotland was pretty much anti-Brexit. The young vote was 78%. It was predominantly the our age or older on the east, the disenfranchised east and northeast. And you can understand why, the, you know, they needed a scape. We've talked about this many times. They needed a scapegoat. But personally, coming from the UK, it wasn't the EU. That wasn't the justifiable scapegoat. <laughs> I, I have friends in England who, you know, were anti-Brexit. Their parents were for Brexit. Yeah. And, the, and, and their parents' answer was, you know, getting out of Europe, you know, fed up at these, can't take odd-shaped carrots. That was, you know, the the the, the slogans on the bus. Still going to get weird shaped now. British carrots. Yeah, Unfortunately, entirely fueled by a, a media that was uh, yep. trying to turn the people against the EU and make the yeah, EU yeah. into a, into a bogeyman, and, and yeah. this is the yeah. consequence of all yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we, we we still have a well, they have a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll obviously look out for ourselves and work closely with our EU partners. There would be a concern about the damage that they have inflicted on their own economy yeah. and, and what is still yet to come because I think they are a long way from having this sorted out. Definitely. Uh, and, okay, I mean, they're, they're still a significant trading partner uh, of ours. There'll, be, huge, there'll be paperwork, yeah, yeah. there'll be all sorts of stuff to go with that. Yeah. But the reality is that the hardest hit will come if they suffer any significant economic downturn uh, then they simply stop buying the goods. I never heard. Uh, and then the, the queues uh, at the ports go out the window as, as a secondary yeah. argument. I never heard any single justifiable good argument economically for doing it. And you look at the UK now, and they just seem to be alienating themselves and causing future problems. You know, the whole Huawei thing. How does that play with America? They're not looking to crash up with the Chinese in Hong Kong. They've now left their, their buddy, the EU. So they seem to be constantly going in and yet creating their own problems. But is, is it a case of there's a belief that it's still the great empire and a lot of people are realising that... It hasn't been for old. about 70 years. Yeah, I know, but we're talking about mindset here. That, you know, a lot of... And, you know, it's now Europe is strong. Yeah. You've just left and you're negotiating partner yeah. for the likes of America and China and as you said, and you've just you've just left the party and gone, lads, yeah. I'm, I'm going to look in through my window and rattle my sabre <laughs> while you're all analogy. drinking champagne that's inside. Exactly right. Yeah, that, that's it. Tetting the teddies and just going outside. Yeah, that's probably what could be, could be on it. Oh, it's, it's uh, economically, it's a significant own goal. And uh, I, I don't think... I, those, I think socially the, as well. Well, well socially as, as a consequence, yeah, uh, of absolutely. course. I, I think those that tried to frame it around economics were, were probably onto a loser because uh, nobody was voting for their own economic demise. Uh, yeah. They were voting for, uh, for, for independence, for the uh, Great Britain of old. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the economics are, are just an unfortunate side effect, uh, yeah. albeit a major side effect, and uh, unfortunately one that, that we and they will all have to deal with. Yeah. I have to say that looking at this, it, it does demonstrate in this, this particular area the, the growing maturity in, in Ireland. You know, I mean, generally cross-party-wise, 
Ireland has got through on this, you know, which I think really shows a step change, you know. In, in the national, yeah, clearly in we, the national we clearly we put on the, the green jumper on this one, as they say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the space was given, the, the, the stability was given to government uh, and there was no major uh, disagreements uh, yeah. within Ireland. So we could put forward a united face to both the EU uh, and to uh, Northern Ireland and to the UK. Yeah. But there comes to a limit, I'm not getting into politics here, when you can't keep talking about Brexit and you need to get on with housing and infrastructure and stuff. And, and it, it, it all. It's yeah. time to get on with that stuff. It's, yeah, it's, it's, we, we've now ticked that box yep. and it's moving, get on with moving on with it. But look, 2020, it's, it's here. We, we, we're, we've 11 months to go. <laughs> so uh, I, I, it's, it'll be another, another challenging year for some people and other people it'll be a wonderful year. So yeah. you know, let's, if we can get the foundations right, uh, yeah. A new election, which God, it's that's after flying in a week, you know, a week to go, a week, isn't it? Yeah, a week to go. It's and it, it'll be interesting. I'm staying tight-lipped of my predictions, um, but it, it will be very interesting. And I think mm. there's a lot of there's there's still quite a lot of jockeying to be done. There in the is, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There, there, there is, but the mood is towards a change. Definitely, uh, that's that's palpable on the doorsteps. Yep. Uh, you have to wait a few days to. I'll be surprised if the there polls, isn't a change. But, I'll be surprised. Uh, but it's also nice that we're we're not going to be bombarded for a long, you know, <laughs> it's it was basically popped up and says we're doing on this day. And everyone went, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So it, it is nice. It's funny, I come down in the morning. We have this big no junk mail thing outside the front door, right? And every morning, there's stuff from politicians. I'm thinking. To, is it junk or? It's not junk. No, no I, I, I wouldn't consider it junk. And, no, and, no. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an important message. You, you, you yeah. have, uh, many of the uh, leaflets you get and much of the information in them are about local issues. Uh, yeah. So, so that isn't junk mail per se. That's no, what, something going right. on in your community. Yeah, it's justifiable. I'm going to ask you a question. We're going to be coming. We're going to be wrapping up very shortly. I'm going to ask you one question. What's your biggest passion or drive that you want to see happen? for the community you know moving forward my key project and what i've been fighting for for a year and a half is to see through that lewis green line to upgrade to a full metro yeah. uh, i can see the problems that commuters face the misery they face every day i can see uh cherrywood and all the other developments that are coming on stream uh upline and uh i i'm i'm just utterly perplexed that we didn't take the opportunity uh for a very cheap price of 132 million to put in a full upgrade there uh, and, and future-proof that for future commuters. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to stop fighting for that. Uh, I think we have to do it. We'll ultimately end up doing it. It could be 15 years away. Mm. Uh, but if we, we, we have to change our mindset and stop thinking about only addressing things when they become crises. Uh, we need to forward plan for these things. Yeah, so we need to do it now. What I would love in the next 10 years would be some sort of metro line from the airport to the city centre, even along the motorway. Yeah, so and also the side of the motorway. Instead of building a new lane on the motorway, stick in a, a, a metro in the or something. Well, well no, Metro, metro North is planned. Yeah, um, I know. I'd like to, I'd like to it see it. It does need to be uh, fast-tracked, yeah. like all yeah. of these projects. It would also be great to have a connector between the, the Lewis Green Line South and the Dart South. I mean, I think, know, no, I'd, uh, Bray, having the Lewis Bray, down yeah. to Bray. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, connecting there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you can't, oh, unless you're going to address current capacity, extending it, it doesn't make any dramatic My wife gets on at Windy Arbor, and sometimes you wait six Lewis's yep. going by. Yep. And, and, and imagine you, factoring Cherrywood into that. I know people, people get on the dart, to in, get on the dart and go to Bray, 
and then get a seat in Bray and then come yeah, back I know, in. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. People were saying to me two years ago that they'd, they'd let two trams pass by and last year it was four and now six you're now. six. And I've, I've actually heard eight. Uh, so this, there's a clear trend here. It has to, <laughs> has to be addressed. <laughs> I was a bus conductor many, many years ago so I, I, I remember it all well. That I was one of the last, one of the last. Shay, where can people, if they want to reach out to you, um, to, you know, connect with yourself, ask you any question, what's going on, where can people, you know, say hello yeah well I'm on all social media uh, Twitter for a question is probably the best at Shea Brennan yeah. uh, you'll find my page on Facebook as well and of course Instagram and email Shay at SheaBrennan.ie which you're always very responsive when we reply as yeah. well on it. Yeah. Simon what's happening for you Busy as ever, and I mentioned the brand finance. We're launching the Irish Top 25 League table. It's not for a while until the 24th of March, but there's going to be some interesting stuff there. My usual stuff with universities and business schools and clients, so interesting. Yes, wonderful. Yes, and yeah. uh, my week last week was this week was brilliant. I had the Change Your Mind, Change Your Life event in Airfield. Yeah. Uh, absolutely brilliant completely people just you know if you looked at social media they're still posting and still popping up (laughs) images on it and it was an event that takes people out of that negative oh look you know the the negativity and makes them realize that you know there's a lot of good out there in this world there's a lot of good in it as well and we we're now steaming ahead with the conscious business academy and that is the training days for large corporates. So we're going in and building communities. I, I, in that, I believe that a business now is a community because we spend more waking hours in our businesses than we do outside. And we've lost that community. So a corporation, a company now is, should start be looking at as a community. For and become learning organisations as opposed yeah, to training yeah, Training, yeah, on it. And on that note, folks, we would like to say it's another... Sh- this is our fourth show. Is this our fourth show or fourth show? Yes, this is the fourth show of 2020. I'm getting right, a nod right. from our yeah. amazing engineer next door, Peter Rice. Peter, thank you for being on the decks, um, adjusting the sound and playing that wonderful music that we have on the break. And those wonderful ads as well, the wonderful ads. And doing the, the sting for our wonderful sponsor, which is the local enterprise board in Dunleary Rat Down. Hashtag, hashtag ha- making it making happen. Making it happen. <laughs> Folks, it was a pleasure uh, today. Uh, really enjoyed the show. And we will catch you again next Friday. Until then, take care and God bless.